We are so thrilled to be partnering with Hinge. Hinge is the dating app designed to be deleted. As you all know, I'm a huge Hinge advocate as I met my partner of almost three years on the app. Even before meeting him, Hinge was always my go-to app because I met more relationship-minded people here and had some great dates. Clearly, I haven't been on the app for a little while, but I re-downloaded it to check out some of the new features. One that stood out to me was the voice prompt, my best friend's take on why you should date me, where your friend can hype you up. Not only does this make the profile creation less daunting, but it's not always easy to see your own green flags. So to test it out, I asked UA some fun prompts to get her take on what I could put if I was dating again. So the first one, how long have we known each other? What was your first impression of me and how has that changed? Julie and I have known each other for almost 10 years. My first impression of Julie was that she's very social, but I've learned that she has a lot more depth to her beyond the social butterfly that she is. My next prompt, what do you think are my green flags? I would say she's deeply loyal. She believes in love, curious mindset, and she is fearlessly ambitious. And then last but not least, what kind of friend am I? Julie is the kind of friend who will always have your back, no matter what. Damn, that feels nice to hear. So download Hinge and try voice prompts today. Then find someone worth deleting the app for. Hi, I'm Yui Shu. And I'm Julie Kraftchik. We're active daters turned dating sociologists. Here to dive into everything modern dating and relationships. Welcome. Welcome to the Dateable Podcast. Hello, Dateables. Is this really our last episode of this year? 2023 has flown by. I still can't get over it. It's over? This year's over? And we have to now write 2024? And so much has happened this year. So much has happened this year. Girl, it's like, where do we even start? You know, if you could write your own chapter for each year of your life, I swear there's no way you could predict anything that happens to you in that year. So don't even try. I think you've had the most wild 2023. That's for sure. But it's been eventful (laughs) all in all. (laughs) Very eventful. I think it's serendipitous in some ways that you and I started out the year on a very similar path. And I truly felt like you and I were like going down the same relationship path, making me think, what will we talk about on Dateable? (laughs) We're just like, so you had to keep it interesting. Going through the same stuff. (laughs) Yes, this is all to sacrifice myself for Dateable. (sighs) I would not have predicted that how this year is ending and how different our lives could be right now. Yeah. But this has been such a great year. Hope everyone had a great holiday season. Again, still can't believe that we're in it 2024. But we wanted to do this last episode of the year to reflect back. And we all hope that you could reflect back too. I've talked about this before, but I love doing these types of exercises where you could really look like month by month what's gone on in your life. So I think it really does bring so much clarity because it feels like when we're in the moment that we're not making any progress, especially if we haven't hit the milestones and the things that you judge progress by. But the reality is we're making progress every day in the sense that we're learning, we're evolving, we're growing. All of that is progress. And we can't forget it's about the daily things that we experience that really matters. Yes, we can say we've hit these milestones, but end of the year, all you really want to think about are the memories that you made and the people that you surrounded yourself with. Yes, absolutely. So let's get into it. We might as well just go through like the beginning. What's been going on? 
what are some of our revelations? And hopefully this can trigger other people to start thinking about theirs. How about we do a comparison of where we were at the beginning of the year? Okay. And where we are now. Maybe some attitudes, thoughts, beliefs. I'll speak for myself first. I feel like where I was at the beginning of the year to now is night and day. Yeah. You know, I was at that pivotal point with my partner of like, are we really doing this? Are we moving forward? As I alluded to in the last episode we did with Dr. Alexandra Solomon, we were going through what we'll call a pace discrepancy, Mm -hmm. where I was ready to move forward, move in together, and he wasn't as ready. Wanted to, but he wasn't fully there yet. And as someone, I've learned that like, there was a lot that I was tying to my own validation from this mm-hmm. and you know the fact it felt so like all or nothing for me that like if someone wasn't ready to move at the exact pace I was then is this a sustainable relationship like I didn't want to be the fool and I think a lot of that came from my past right I had been in relationships before where I thought it was going somewhere and then I ended up kind of getting like the rug pulled out for me And Mm -hmm. the reality is this relationship is nothing like other relationships I've been in, but your mind can really like play some tricks on you there. That being said, like we did the work and like went to therapy, got to a place that we both felt like good about our decision to move forward. Obviously, we went through the whole like motion of, you know, physically moving all of our stuff. I would say that it was a pretty like seamless transition because we had spent so much time like practically living together, even though we weren't officially. Mm -hmm. So like now that this is like, you know, behind us in the sense that we were able to move through this pace discrepancy, I actually think it was for the best that we waited a bit because you know, there's a saying that I think Logan Yuri had said before, it's like, decide, don't slide when you're making these next steps. Mm. And I really like that, like, we both gave this like a lot of conscious thought. And it was a decision that was grounded on us like being in this together and moving forward and not just like, oh, it'll be cheaper if we live together or more convenient. Like, this is like, mm-hmm. what we're doing to progress our relationship. And Like, I also, you know, there were some factors that were interesting, like I own my place ahead of time. So I had to recognize too, that for me, like if things didn't work out, like I would just stay where I was. And it was more of a risk for him too. And I think it just like put a lot in perspective Mm -hmm. of, you know, I clearly knew my partner well, but I got to know him on like a deeper level by hearing like fears that were coming up and challenges. And of course, sometimes it felt personal and I learned about myself too that I do take things very personally and sometimes like we're in the room with a therapist he's like I'm not hearing what you're hearing so a lot of it was like my own stuff coming up but it was a reminder to me too we've had this like discussion a lot on this podcast this season I feel like of like should relationships be easy and I think that like relationships aren't always easy I think for the most part they're easy if it's a good relationship but the hard part comes from like is this hard because it's making you face yourself and some of the things that like are uncomfortable and growth and moving forward or is it hard because like someone's not in it with you and it's like an uphill battle Mm. and I think those hards are very different and in the past I always had the hard of like I'm the one moving the ship and this was the first time that I was able to see that hard could actually just be like confronting your own shit and like someone's like there with you still. 
Wow, that's a really good distinction because you can chalk it up to relationships are hard. If you're having a hard time in your relationship, that's normal. But having that distinction of like, is this your own shit? Like your partner shouldn't be making your life harder. No. <laughs> they should bring some sort of peace and ease into your life. Right. So are they causing this to be hard or is it you dealing with a lot of this internally? And like you've always said relationships are such a mirror to yourselves that you have to reflect back all the shit that you haven't dealt with, all the shit that we're all healing from. And that's really hard to face that many people end up not facing even in a relationship. Yeah. And I I mean, I think change is hard. Like you said, it's not that the person's making your life harder, but change is hard and you need someone that can navigate it with you. And I think like I definitely resonated with this like worthiness wound that we touched with with, like Vienna Mm. Ferret about of like this placing this value on myself because of other people. And, you know, like I was definitely having those stories come up like, oh, if this person's not ready to move at the exact same pace as me, then it means that I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy of this relationship. Right. When that wasn't what he was saying at all. I mean, you were under the assumption that if he wanted to, he would. Yeah. Which is a lot of our assumptions. But what you've learned is that he still wants to, but it's a different way of expressing his love, expressing his commitment. We can't date people who are exactly like us. In fact, we'll never date people who are exactly like us. Right. So we can't put those same expectations on them. I definitely was under the if they wanted to, they would mentality. And I've been under that for years with dating. And there is some merit to it, right? Like, of course, Mm -hmm. you don't want to be with someone that like doesn't want to do things. And yeah, like if someone really does want to move something forward, they will eventually move it forward. But that also takes a lot of like the human aspect out of it. Like we all have stuff that is causing us maybe not to like make immediate moves in certain ways of like, the past or fears or whatever it may be. And yeah, it's just such like a generic blanket statement that I think has a lot more nuance than, you know, TikTok influencers make it seem. Right. (laughs) So if you could go back to the January, Julie, knowing what you know today, what would you say to her? Yeah, I think it's like trust in your timing. Like we've talked about that theme before, but I can look back now and say like, actually the original timing I was expecting is also like my partner and I haven't been together for like years and years on end. And he's been dragging his feet for like five, 10 years. Like we're really only like together for a year when we started having this. And in the grand scheme of our lives, like that actually isn't that much time. Mm. And it's okay. And a lot of the things like we went through some of like the challenges of living together before we actually lived together. And I'm kind of glad we did because then if like, let's say, you know, we felt that strain in our relationship, we'd be like, oh, we moved in together too quickly. That'd be the reason. Yeah. But it was just something we had to go through. And then it made this part easier because we had already gone through it. And I think that is something that I'll remember is like, even if something feels hard in the moment, like going through it, there's so much benefits of that that's going to like set you up for a better foundation in the long haul with the right person. That's the caveat. I think what I've learned from your relationship is that many times we think you're already going through the motions of doing something. Isn't that enough? Yeah. I can see in the beginning your partner's argument of being like, I'm already staying here pretty much every night. We're basically living together. The difference is that's going through the motions and then there's putting intention behind it. Mm -hmm. So when you marry the two, it's extremely magical because you're doing it and you also mean it. But for people who've been in relationships where it's like, oh, we're basically married. 
you're not. Right. You know, we're basically doing this. Well, you're not because you're not putting the intentionality behind it. Right. Even though everybody will have a different timeline, like you two went through the motions first and then put intentionality behind it. And what I appreciate is intentionality is we are working towards moving in together. That's the intention. Yeah. You know what your North Star is. It's not just like going through the motions of living together. Right. You're like putting intention. So that's really important for anybody in a new relationship to understand that. And I think for me too, what I look back on is like, I'm really glad I stood my ground because past Julie would have just been like, I'm not going to say anything. I'll just like keep waiting until Mm. the other person brings it up because I don't want to rock the boat. I don't want to have that conflict. And I definitely had a different approach this time of being like, this is what I need to be happy in a relationship. And even though technically we were living together before in all intensive terms, the intention does make me feel more secure because it feels like we're in it together. And that is really important to me. And like being able to be like, this is essential. Like I know it's something I need. Like I think staying true to your needs is the only thing you can do in relationships. Yes. This is why people get stuck in situationships. Yeah. Because they convince themselves, well, we're basically in a relationship. (laughs) We see each other twice a week, but there's no intention of a relationship behind it. And that's where the unease, the ambiguity comes in. So don't get fooled by the, we're basically (laughs) doing this. (laughs) Yeah. I think the other thing that has been really fascinating, because now I'm like two years, eight months in, I think I counted, like a little between the two and a half and three year mark. Mm. And this is the longest relationship I've had in the sense of like a committed partnership day to day that's not on again, off again or anything like this. Clearly the most serious, Mm -hmm. most like we're doing life together relationship. And it has made me really reflect on just like how we're doing dating all wrong. Mm -hmm. Like the things that we're looking for in dating it does not match like what a long-term committed partnership is. It's like, who cares? Like if you have the same music taste, like one of the best things in my partnership is that like, I'm exposed to new things because my partner does them. And it's just like the stuff that we judge partners on. Like, of course you need to be attracted and have fun together. Don't get me wrong. But like, it's not big picture at all. It's like not set up to do life with this person. It's just, how do I have fun? And that's just not a relationship. That's getting good at dating. We tend to judge our partners in the beginning of dating based on their choices that didn't involve us. Like their music taste, they like to travel, they like to eat sushi, they're tall or they're of a certain age, like all of those are things that don't involve, that's not like them making a decision with us in the picture. So why do we consider these qualities so important if it has nothing to do with us? Yeah. It's really the qualities are relational to you that are most important. Like how do they handle conflict? Right. How are they with conviction and decisiveness with you around? That's way more important doing day-to-day with someone. Yeah, I met up with one of our moderators in our Facebook group, Jason, the other night. So I'll give him a shout out for happy hour. And we were talking about this and I was like, I think what's more important is, is the person open? Mm. Because I did have that moment. I remember like when my partner and I first started dating and him messaging me and being like, have you been to Outside Lands before? Which is like one of the big music festivals in SF. And I'm like, Uh I know the answer he wants to hear is yes. Mm -hmm. And in a past life, I might have been like, Mm -hmm. oh, yeah, I'm totally into music festivals. (laughs) You know, just being that dating chameleon, just going along. But I was like, no, I haven't. 
but I'd be down to go sometime. Yeah. And I think like ultimately like that's the only way to go about it. And the reality too is like even if I didn't end up liking music festivals, would that be like the be all end all for our relationship? Probably not. Right. He would just go on his own or go with other people and like we'd have a lot of other things. So it's like the things we think are so important don't end up being or someone's like willing to try it and might end up really loving it like I have. Well, let's also give him some credit too, because he could have totally just wrote you yeah, off totally. because you gave him the wrong answer. <laughs> but he was still open to someone who wasn't like yeah. obsessed with music festivals and still opening to meeting you. Totally. Because I had people that wrote me off. I remember I had someone that was like, you're not into sci-fi enough, so I don't think we should go on a date. I'm like, really? Yeah, you're like, right. <laughs> it's, like, I guess- it's not because of the sci-fi, it's because of you. Right. And it's like, if you're into sci-fi that much, maybe, but also like, is that really what's like important in the long haul? Like, probably not. But in a relationship, we are able to find out what is actually important. Some of that we can figure out without being in a relationship, but yeah. a lot of that we have to figure out while in a partnership this is also why we always say like get into relationships that's like the only way to learn totally i think the last like thing that's been top of mind for me has been like how in relationships you're constantly like leading with your heart right like i remember Mm -hmm. nikki novo saying this on the episode that we talked to her on love is such a heart-centered thing yet in dating like it's all like a game, a battlefield, tit for tat. Like it's, mm, mind yeah, games. it's like the exact opposite. It's opponents. It's not love. And I get it. I'm like, been like reflecting, like, why is it so different? Like our mentality when it comes to relationships versus our mentality when it comes to dating. And I think it's this like feeling of ambiguity and not feeling safe. And I think even when I was in this like pace discrepancy, I started to see some of those tendencies come back because I felt that. And as soon as I felt like secure again, I felt myself like coming from a place of love again. Mm. So I think there is so much in dating that we complain about these games and why it's so difficult. But if you show up for people in a way that makes them feel safe and secure, you'll probably end up getting a lot back. Yeah, we hold so much back in dating because we feel like we're at war. Mm -hmm. We just want to survive. And in a partnership, that's not how it works. I hope you both survive. Otherwise, that's not a partnership. Yeah. But this has been a big year for me. Definitely a lot of growth, a lot of seeing things differently. I want to get into what's been going on for you because you've had quite the year as all our listeners know. But before we do, let's take a minute to hear from our sponsors. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. My healing journey has had a lot of ups and downs the last few months, and there were moments where I felt stuck. For example, I knew it would be good for me to socialize and meet new people, but something was getting in my way. Therapy helped me figure out what was holding me back so I can work for myself, not against myself. Through talking to a licensed therapist, I was able to understand my fears, especially around trust in people. My therapist validated my feelings, but also helped me figure out a plan to get back into the social scene. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Make your brain your friend with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash dateable today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash d-a-t-e-a-b-l-e. 
This episode is sponsored by Via. We all know there are things that can help set the mood in the bedroom, but did you know a little THC could also do that? Yes, Via has developed a unique blend of pleasure-enhancing cannabinoids, libido-strengthening herbs, and a low dose of THC all into one mind-blowing gummy called High Love. This gummy, wow, it will awaken your senses, increase blood flow, and intensify any sexual experience. I've been pleasantly surprised by the High Love gummies because it is just the right amount of THC. THC for me to have a good time without feeling sleepy. And hey, if THC is not your thing, Via also offers a wide array of other gummies without it. And everything legally ships in 50 states with discreet packaging directly to your door. So if you're over 21, you can get 15% off and a free pack of award-winning Dreams THC plus CBN sleep gummies with our exclusive code DATEABLE at ViaHemp.com. That's V-I-I-A-H-E-M-P.com. Let the gummies work their magic. Head to viahemp.com and use a code DATEABLE to receive 15% off and one free sample of their sleepy dream gummies. That's viahemp.com and use a code D-A-T-E-A-B-L-E at checkout. Take your passion and pleasure to a whole new level with high love from Via Hemp. Okay, UA. Yes. <laughs> where were you last January and where are you today? <laughs> it seems like a lifetime ago because my ex-partner and I, we had just come back from Taiwan after meeting his parents and we decided that we were going to try for kids. So that was a big moment for both of us to say, yeah, we're pretty much committed in this. And meeting his parents was the last step to take that commitment. So I felt, I would say in January, I felt really confident about our relationship. Like this is headed somewhere that has some legs to it and he's committing to this. At least it seems that way. So that was in January. And and I think I became so consumed by that goal that nothing else really mattered in our relationship. It was like, okay, now we have some goals now. We're going to try for kids and we're going to make this a long-term thing. You know, this is my life partner now. And we're going to make that happen by the end of this year. So May 20th was a big day. I will forever remember D-Day. May 20th was when I found out that my partner was cheating on me. And he had already cheated on me back in December. And those are the only two I knew of. So my world got flipped upside down because what I had been working towards for five months became an illusion. And I felt like I was a fool. I felt extremely stupid. I mean, that is a word I kept calling myself. Like, how stupid are you that you didn't see this? I was completely in shock and embarrassed and upset, actually pissed off and just heartbroken over this dream that I thought we were working towards that had been shattered. In that moment, I was like, before I called you, Julie, I was pacing back and forth in the apartment and I was like, this is how my story goes. I kept saying that to myself. This is how my story goes. Because I wasn't going to fight it. Like, my story had this thing happen. Yeah. Back then, if someone said, oh, you ate by the end of the year, you're really going to see the positive in this. I would have been like, fuck you. Uh (laughs) Like, what's the positive in all this? Let me go get my SDI test to make sure I'm clean first. But I will say now end of the year, that was the best fucking thing to ever happen to me. Definitely. It was such a fucking wake up call. I was a little delusional for a while and I was living in a snow globe and my snow globe finally got shattered. And someone was like, dude, you're meant for so much more in this world than this. So I'm so glad it happened. And I'm so glad it happened the way it did because it was there was so much finality to it. Yeah, there was 
definitely no back and forth. <laughs> There's no off and on anything. And no, I have not talked to him since. <laughs> I've only heard news about him through mutual friends. That's good enough. And in the beginning, I was like, oh, tell me more. But now it's like, I shut it off. I don't really care. Right. Whatever news about him now, it's kind of like a little far for me and I don't really care for it. I know I had a turning point in Greece the third or fourth day in Greece and I woke up one day and I was like, I truly wish him the best. I hope he mm. gets the help he needs and I hope that he finds happiness. I truly wish him the best. And I looked in the mirror and I was like, wow, <laughs> how very mature of you to say that. <laughs> because a month ago you were listening to that I just killed my ex song over and right. over again on Spotify. <laughs> Fast forward to what's going on now. And so before we got on this call, I was like, Julie, I have some news to tell you. And I want to tell you before we I was start like, recording. Oh my God, what is she going to say? I had no idea. <laughs> this is completely unexpected. But right now, as far as the recording of this episode, I am in a relationship and we have, Ooh. I guess... You want to call it a DTR? We've DTR'd already. It's with someone that who has been in my life for several years. I never really saw him in that bucket because I was not single for all of those years. Yeah. And he's shown a side of him that is completely different than who I thought he was in a good way. I'm completely shocked by the intersection of our lives right now, how much sense it makes and how much sense it didn't make even six months ago. So that's where I am. I'm still like, oh my gosh, this is a little bit soonish, quick. I don't know. Those are the words that I feel like I should be using, but at the same time, it feels so right. Yeah. So this is the most intentional relationship I've ever been in. So I told Julie that we're doing this whole renewal thing. It's like an idea I had that I wanted to put into practice. So we did a 30-day renewal. We tried for 30 days. And at the 30-day mark, we can decide whether we want to renew again or cancel. <laughs> and so we both decided to renew again for three months. And this time we put new intentions into the three months, which are to build our relationship as best as we can possibly and to show each other as much love as we can and to make it an epic like the goal of this relationship is so different than where I was in January which was all about making the relationship last yeah my goal right now is to just to make it the best fucking relationship and if it doesn't last fine it doesn't last I'm not tied to that outcome at all I love everything about this <laughs> So first of all, you're like the urban myth of someone that never goes on a dating gap and meets right? a partner and gets into a relationship. So I just want to point that out. It can't happen, people. It can't happen. Well, also, I was just like not looking. I was definitely surprised when you told me because you have been so like, I don't want to be in a relationship. I just want to have fun. But I think sometimes like that's when things can come to fruition because you're not so laser focused. I'm not saying like, don't be intentional about wanting love, but also sometimes we need to just give it a little breathing room too. Mm. Like you can want the intention, but not be like, I need to go on 10 first dates in the next month so I can meet my person. Like sometimes just letting things like progress naturally is how you actually get there. Yeah. And even when you said the best quality in a partner is open, I think that's like also the best quality you can develop in yourself is just staying yeah. open because I wasn't like resisting relationships but I was 
kind of in the this mode of like, let's see what I attract. <laughs> let's see what comes to me. Yeah. And I'll stay open to whatever the possibilities are, but I'm not looking to go out there to chase something or to create something. Well, you were in a very much like I'm doing me mentality. Like I want to yes. put my emphasis back. I really, truly believe that's the best place to be to attract a relationship because you've realized like I can do life on my own and it's not so bad. And someone wants to be part of that opposed to this like feeling of like, I must be in a relationship to complete my life. Right. And that's kind of the conversations we've been having is I think in previous relationships, when I think about exiting, I think Mm -hmm. about what are my alternatives? The alternatives always involve other people. Mm. Like now I have to date older or now I have to date someone like with kids and now I have to date younger. What are my options out there? But in this relationship, what's great is I always think my alternative is being alone. Yeah. So do I constantly choose being in this relationship or I choose to be alone? And those are two really fucking wonderful choices that I get to choose from on a daily basis. So that's nice. I'm not worried about whether my dating pool's drying up because of my age or who's out there. Are all the good ones taken? That's not the focus here. The focus is what's going to create the best life for me. And right now I choose to be in this relationship because I do think it is bettering me and it's optimizing my life. And I feel completely empowered in this relationship. But if I don't end up feeling that way a month from now, then I can go back to choosing me. That's also a really great choice. Yeah. I love that you are just going for it because like we see this a lot with daters too. It's like we need to make sure this person checks all the boxes and they're going to be the right fit for me. You end up overthinking it, right? Like you can spend forever in the state of analysis paralysis, but the reality is that you need to spend more time with someone in order to know if they're the right partner for you. And if you're only seeing someone like once every week or every couple weeks because you're dating all different people, it's really hard to get to know the person and see if they're the right person. So I think getting into a relationship, it doesn't mean you need to marry this person. All it means is that you're taking the next step Mm -mm. in getting into a relationship with them. And like you said, if it doesn't work in two months... At least you know that you like got to know the person and you know it doesn't work. Yeah. It didn't just not work because like you didn't even try in the first place. Yeah. If it doesn't work in two months, it'll just have been one of the best two months of my life. I have no regrets about that because that's what we're doing. It's just making our relationship as epic as possible. But it is hilarious for me to think about that when I was kind of ready to go back into dating, I kind of thought, well, I'm not looking for anything serious. So Here are some of the qualities I should be looking for. Someone much younger, someone who lives Mm. far away, (laughs) someone who is not looking for a relationship so we can have some fun, but I don't have to see them all the time because they live far away and they're young, you know, like they're not looking (laughs) for anything serious. And he is everything that is not on that list. (laughs) He's older. He lives in my neighborhood. (laughs) (laughs) He is very much in serious relationship minded, but that's okay. That's a surprise that I was hoping for. It's the plot twist that I could have never written for myself. And I'm extremely grateful for how this year turned out. And I hope I can say this, but like you told me that he has children. Mm -hmm. So this will be interesting to follow along to see how it is dating someone with kids. Of course, it's not reflective of everyone, but I think that's like the reality of dating in different ages. It doesn't mean that your pool is dried up and you're never going to meet anyone, but new things come into the mix. Like there's new factors based on what like life stage you're in. 
I feel like the universe served me the Goldilocks of dating choices because when I was in Greece, I met someone that was about 10 years younger. Yeah. Starting their career, lives in Barcelona, very far away. And then in LA, I had met someone who was exact same age, exact same stage in our relationship. He had just gotten out of a five-year relationship too. And then this man resurfaces as someone of a romantic potential and he's older. And, you know, I had the whole gamut. <laughs> and I think the universe is like, here, yeah. you're going to try it all. Go with your gut feeling of what feels right. And he definitely feels right. And the kid thing, I would have never chosen that for myself, but I wasn't close off to it. Yeah. I am learning so much about it because his kids are teenagers. Wow. So they are grown ass kids. And he said this from the beginning. He's like, I'm not looking for their stepmom because yeah. you wouldn't need to parent older kids. Right. That never even crossed my mind. And I think right. now I want to go back to all of my friends who've told me they don't want to date someone with kids. I want to tell them like there is a huge difference between dating someone with older kids and dating someone who has like newborns. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Right? It's very, very different. So I'm learning that too. It's a whole new dimension to dating. Well, that's why you need to just like get to know someone and see what the scenario is instead of writing people off based on like the checklist. And I feel like, correct me if I'm wrong here, I feel like if you maybe saw this person on a dating app, you oh. might have just swiped right by him. No way. I don't think he would have even popped up in my choices Probably if I were not. to filter for what I was really looking for. Yeah. You know, the young, far away from me, <laughs> not looking for anything serious. Like he would have definitely not popped up in my choices. Right. And I think it's, we're talking about like interests and stuff. On paper, we don't have that much in common. We really don't. We don't have the same taste in music. We don't like the same food. Like we don't like to travel to the same places, at least in the past. But we're open to creating new memories together. So who knows where that yeah. can lead us. And that's not going to be a deal breaker by any means, because I rather have someone who's emotionally supportive. Yes. Who's on a similar spiritual journey, who is at a stage in their life where they want to just better themselves. I'd rather take that over someone who likes sushi and listens to right. 90s hip hop. <laughs> right. Doesn't matter. Does not matter. I'm loving this for you. I can't wait. I, now I have to really fly down and meet this guy. <laughs> no, we're not ready. <laughs> that was our intention okay. for the next three months. Okay. No meeting friends you tell me. or family. We're keeping this in our own container. Yes, we're keeping in this own <laughs> container for now until we get to a place where I feel like, yeah, it's time to integrate other people. Okay. But fair enough. Yes. It's just us in this snow globe right now. Okay. So I'll come to LA and I won't meet him. I'll go. Yeah, you, yes. Well, by the time you do come in March, the three months would be up. That's true. That's true. I'm definitely coming in March. Yeah. I guess I guess I could hold till then. If we renew, you'll get to meet him. If we don't renew, then you won't get to meet him. <laughs> yes. I don't want to get ahead of myself. I was thinking about some other things we have planned and maybe he could join, but I'm trying not to get ahead of myself. I know. My <laughs> mind went there too. And this has been such a good exercise of just not thinking too far into the future, just yeah. focusing on the present, focusing on the now yeah, and just breathe, just like let that all settle in. Julie, this year has been the culmination of all of our learnings in seven years that <laughs> I'm being tested on. Yeah. Seriously, from a Definitely. breakup to a new relationship. Damn, really? Like, I hope I pass this test. <laughs> I know for me, I could not have got through what I did this year if it wasn't for this podcast. Right. 
because I realized for me, like when it got hard, I also wanted to run. Mm -hmm. And that's not the answer, you know, like that's not the answer at all. I don't think I would have had the communication skills had it been like a few years ago, to be honest, Mm -hmm. like five years ago when we first started this, not the same person. And I'm glad that we've had this because it has personally helped both of us so much. And we hope it's helped all of you too. look at relationships differently, act differently, date differently, do whatever differently. Gosh, it's just magic. I truly believe like that has been my word for the second half of this year. It's just magic because we're constantly evolving. And the stuff we talk about on our podcast, it may not register for a while. But it's in your subconscious, right? Yeah. And then you never know one day it just clicks. Mm -hmm. And then one day it clicks for someone else. And then you like run into each other and you both look at each other and you think, wow, we both clicked into this thought at the same time. That's why they call it like vibrating. You're really vibing together. Yeah. Because you are on the same frequency when these thoughts like click in for you. So I think it is so magical. That's how dating is. Like the person you meet could just be around the corner and they may not be ready for you yet mm-hmm. but when they are it just clicks it just fucking yes. clicks and it could be someone who's been in your life for seven years <laughs> that's your theme that's for sure <laughs> that's my theme yeah i like to go back you know, go oh, through my rolodex you know, go through it i want to keep going and talk about a little more like what's kind of like a year of the review for dateable and where mm-hmm. we're going but before we do let's take another quick break to hear from our sponsors this episode is made possible by armoire armoire makes getting dressed easy with a clothing rental membership from armoire build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality unique and recommended just for you all you have to do is take a five-minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic personalized closet the style show up at your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, just swap them out. Listen, I live in Southern California. There is absolutely no need for puffer coats or any sort of those winter jackets. But when I travel anywhere else in the world in these cold months, I'm often burdened with the task of getting winter clothes. And now with Armoire, I can just rent my winter wardrobe. It's brilliant. Right now, our listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.com style slash datable. That is armoire.style spelled A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash D-A-T-E-A-B-L-E to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try armoire today. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. We are so excited to share with you our new podcast, Exit Interview. Dates don't usually end with a satisfaction survey, and yet we rate everything in our lives, from Uber drivers to local coffee shops. So why don't we do the same thing when dating? We're here to conduct the ultimate romance review, featuring daters hungry for love who have agreed to call up old flames to gather honest feedback. Welcome to Exit Interview. He upgraded himself to business class while I was in economy. Wait, wow. <laughs> what? 
There's feedback that will make you cringe. She could be a little bit hard-headed, like not reading the writing on the walls. And feedback that will make you swoon. But she said that she had feelings for you. I had no idea. Really? And maybe you'll learn a thing or two yourself about how you can be a better dater, lover, or partner. Obviously, like, knew I was going to learn something. I didn't expect this. Welcome to Exit Interview. Listen to Exit Interview on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So this has also been a pretty big year for Dateable. And again, it's hard to see it like when you're in the thick of it. It took me like stepping back a little to be like, yeah, okay, we actually did a lot this year and a lot has come to fruition. A lot is still going. But I mean, first and foremost, exit interview launched. Mm-hmm. That was right March. And mm-hmm. I feel like we... Basically, the year leading up to this in 2022, we had really been going hard in the production side and recording. It was really nice to bring this to life and to fruition and to see people's reactions to it and to get all the reviews and hear the feedback and hear how people were like, oh, I really resonated with Pilot or I really resonated Mm. with Tia or Justin or all the amazing people we had on the podcast because we got really invested in their lives. And it was a fun twist. I think that was a little different than Dateable that we like really dug into their lives. And for anybody who's not aware of what Exit Interview is, just a refresh. It is a show that we did in partnership with iHeartMedia where we interviewed interview daters and their exes on what went Mm -hmm. wrong and then relay that feedback to the daters. So each episode had a different dater and different exes and every episode had a different theme. But this was all happening while my relationship was falling apart. And I think subconsciously, it was all helping me to transition out of that relationship. When you learn from other people's mistakes, things that they would have done differently in that relationship, oh my God, it helps you transition out. I'm extremely thankful for Exit Interview. It's still up on all of the podcasting platforms. So definitely give it some love if you haven't yet. It's so worth the listen, especially during the holidays. It's very nostalgic. Absolutely. So that was definitely big for us. We also have been hard at work. I'm like, when can we freaking reveal this? No, we can't. Forever, but we can't reveal it yet. We will be able to reveal it early mid next year. So we'll be able to do it. But we have something really big. We have something really big we've been working on. It's been definitely taking... A lot of, I would say, like really taking what we've learned in the last eight years mm. and making something beautiful. That's all I'll say. I don't know how to say it <laughs> so like, cryptic. without saying what it is, but it's been, I mean, it's been a labor of love, that's for sure. It's been a lot of time and effort and energy and our heart and soul have gone into this project. But I don't know, even for me, I'll speak, I feel like being able to see everything and taking it in this way has been a new way to digest our findings from Dateable in a way that just like a podcast, each individual episode, like you were saying, it's like sometimes you need to go back and see things at a different time. Yeah. When it's presented in a different way, it hits a little different. Doesn't it sound like we're about to have a kid? Sounds like <laughs> we're waiting till the second trimester. <laughs> So we can announce. I'm totally going to get like a friend that's like, is there something you haven't told me? Because that's happened before. In a labor of love. We can't wait to reveal the gender. 
Hey, this could be a kid. It's a baby, that's for sure. <laughs> as close to a baby as I have ever become. So, <laughs> so yeah, it is a baby. In addition to some of the big moments, I still loved our first annual retreat that we did in Joshua Tree. Yes, yes. <laughs> you know, Julie and I don't live in the same city anymore. So everything, all of our communication is virtual, which is great. Thank God for technology so we can keep going with this podcast. Mm-hmm. But there's something so wonderful yeah. about meeting in person and having dedicated intentional time to catch up on live, to talk about Datable, to talk about our hopes and dreams, yes. to hug a few Joshua Trees. <laughs> <laughs> it was magical. That was really big. And then also South by Southwest. That's our annual get together as well. And we're hoping to do some more podcast conferences this year. So if we have any fellow podcasters listening, Mm. look for us there or email us, DM us, tell us which ones you go to because we want to start doing more of that. I think like another like thing for me personally, it's funny because Madison Perry, our last week's episode, (laughs) he was talking about like, once you have the relationship, like so much of our time goes into like, dwelling about dating and like am I ever gonna find love Uh what's the meaning of life like can I find love can I be in a relationship that he was saying like the next stage once you have all that is like the existential crisis of like what am I doing with my life yes am I doing the right career am I making the right moves and I definitely have been going through that for like the last six months like hard and I feel like there's a path forward that I'm gonna Mm -hmm. be able to share more of in the new year too but I'm feeling like a load has been lifted because I'm like I feel like I'm making a move I feel like I've been stuck in transition for so long mm-hmm. and I'm really like excited slash nervous so nerve sighted about what's to come but I think like what he said really resonated with me of like there's always something that you're like dwelling about and oh, thinking about always something but that's what hopefully motivates us to progress and grow as human beings is because of that need for a change or something else. But the major theme, again, that goes into what we learned this year is intentionality. What does intentionality really mean? And I think about my barometer for all of this is if I get to a place in my career, like let's say at work and I go, oh my God, where did the time go? It's like already half a year. What, what what have I been doing? It means I was just living through life, whatever, yeah. letting things go. But if I can really look back and say, oh, I did this in the last few months, and I remember these milestones that I hit, and this really meant a lot to me, it means that you're living your purpose. And I think the same thing in relationships. If you're like, oh, we're six years into our relationship, but how do we get here? <laughs> I give that question. Yeah. like, whoa, the time flew by. How did we get here? then maybe it's time to re-examine and say, can we be more intentional about our time spent together? Because it's not about just being, it's about living. We all want to feel alive, right? Yeah. And it's hard to make moves. It's really hard to make moves. So hard. But sometimes that's what's necessary to propel you forward. And then the other like shout out I wanted to do too is, you know, we've done three cohorts of finding your person this year in one cohort of the 22 days dating app challenge and that makes me so happy because we get direct feedback from people like we had a call recently where the person that we talked to because we have calls that are part of these programs she was saying i was feeling like so down about dating like i was just 
over it. And then the call we had was like how she can like now DTR with the person she's seeing Mm -hmm. because she's gone through this program and met someone amazing. And, you know, it might not happen like immediately that you meet someone after doing our programs. We're not trying to say that, but it does change like your mentality, your mindset. And I think the opportunities start to come when you're in the right place. So Mm -hmm. it makes me happy hearing those stories because I'm like, oh, yeah, like this is helping. This is doing something for people. This is what keeps us going. It's so nice to have those touch points because sometimes we don't know who we're speaking to and if we have any impact on your lives. But it's good to hear that at least some people are benefiting from this. At least we are as well. We see the direct impact. And I'm so proud of us for inventing fluffing season because <laughs> fuck cuffing season. We're all in the middle of fluffing season during the holidays, fluffing ourselves up, prioritizing ourselves, making ourselves feel good, look good. Because like, why do you want to be with the masses chasing tail when you can be working on yourself, which is like, hello, only you have control over how you treat yourself right now. You were the exact example of fluffing season. Yes, I fluffed so hard. You are like the spokesperson of fluffing season. You're like, I'm not going to get on apps. I'm not going to go like crazy trying to find someone. I'm just going to do my thing, you know, better myself. And then poof, UA has a new boyfriend. Isn't that crazy? (laughs) That was never the outcome I was looking for either. I think that's also the key is like, yeah, that's the key. Yeah. No, I just wanted to feel good. And I wanted to prioritize myself. I want to pursue all the things that I wanted to do. What a privilege it is to be like, oh, I'm going to play tennis because I want to. I think that's a really good point with outcome because we hear people all the time saying like, well, I can't not be outcome driven because I want to be in a relationship. Yeah. And I think there is a difference because, yes, maybe you weren't like immediately ready to get back into something, but I think ultimately you wanted to like find love again. Like you hadn't, mm-hmm. you weren't like, oh, this situation ship has closed me off. I'm going to be like celibate. I don't want to do anything. Right, right. You were definitely like, I want to love. If nothing else, I've, my heart is expanded further. So you've always had that mentality. And like when I met my partner, I was very much like, I want a serious, committed, long term partnership. Yeah. But that being said, like both of us, I feel like weren't attached to the outcome. Like when I'll speak for myself, but like when I went into my first date with my partner, it was after we recorded with Jeff Harry about uh-huh. making dating fun again. I will always give him credit because like my mindset was so different than it had been on even other dates leading up to that. I was like, I'm just here to have fun and meet someone new. Yes. And if this person becomes more, they become more. And if they don't, they don't. Like, I remember talking to my best friend about this after the date because, like, we hung out the day after. And I was like, if we hang out again, we hang out again. If we don't, like, I'll find someone else that, like, appreciates who I am. Yeah. And what's ironic is, of course, he, like, already had messaged me that day. It was like, can we meet up today? Like, the day after. And I'm like, I got plans. Sorry. Sorry. (laughs) like the day after no just kidding (laughs) (laughs) how dare you (laughs) but yes i think the outcome driven like you can still be intentional but not outcome driven those i think are two different things very different because we have no control over the outcome if you think you have control over any outcome you're delusional there's just nothing we can control (laughs) we can only control our actions, our reactions, and the intentionality we put behind anything we do. And I think that's what is frustrating daters. And that's why people get burnt out because they don't get the outcome 
that they were looking for, yet they didn't have any control of that outcome in the first place. So you were never setting yourself up for success. So we hope at least by the end of this this year, as you all are wrapping up your 2023, think about what are some new ways of thinking you want to bring into the new year. Even start now. You have to wait till January. Start now. Start those now. What is like the fluffing season? That's the whole thing, right? Get ahead of the curve. (laughs) What is the one fluffing thing you can do for yourself? (laughs) It could be a physical thing. It could be a mindset shift, but you can start that today. You don't have to wait for anything to happen. You don't have to wait for a milestone. You don't have to wait for permission. No. Do that today. And we can guarantee you after doing this podcast for so many years, these concepts, they all serve you in some way, shape or form. Mm -hmm. It may not click for you right now. Maybe it's not the right time. You're just not in a place to receive it. Someday, all of these concepts will serve you and you'll see it. If you do nothing else, I think just write it down the one limiting belief you have. Like, what is that one thing you think? Because mm. I remember even in our Facebook group, there was a discussion about like finding love at different ages or age, right? Mm-hmm. And there was this whole piece of like, oh, you can find love over 40, but that means it's harder or like the operative word is can, like it's unlikely. And I was like, that's a mindset. Yep. I think the can actually is like, if you believe you can, not yes. because of how old you are. It's the, I actually don't subscribe to that. And yes. I really genuinely believe there are people out there, no matter what your age is and whatever it is, that's a very different mentality. So coming to terms with what is it that you're like holding on to? Yes. Let it go for the new year. That's such a good ritual, right? You know, in our last episode with Madison, I brought up this analogy of stargazing. And I yeah. think that really applies to dating too, is because when you are full of limiting beliefs, you never see a clear sky with stars, even though they've been there this whole time. Stars don't go anywhere. They're always up in the sky. But if we can clear ourselves and really like part ways with a lot of that noise that's holding us back, then you may be able to see a star or two. And those stars are magnificent. We forget to think about it that way. We think like we are always looking for something new, mm-hmm. a new thing, a new person, a new job, a new city, a new experience. Somehow that's going to save us. When, well, I mean, I'm the prime example of you don't need anything new. Just like keep going back to the old, but also like the what is meant for you already exists for you, but it's up to you whether you want to see that or not. It's all a belief system. Yeah. I mean, you could have just passed right over your new love interest, right? Easily. You were in a different mindset. That's all it comes down to. Ah, feeling very optimistic for the end of this year and beginning of 2024, which is also what we said at the end of 2019 going to 2020. <laughs> so I will um, say that with say that We're not going to do a, a 2024 vision. I refuse. We're not doing it. <laughs> Do you remember that when we like had that meet? Sorry, small tangent. We had this meeting with this PR person that ended up being the worst. And he's like, I have an idea. 2020 vision. And it's like everyone did that. And oh, God. the oh, pandemic God. happened. And nobody saw COVID <laughs> in their vision. So we're not going to do that. We're not going to do that. 
No, we remain realistically optimistic (laughs) to the best of our ability. (laughs) Well, other ways to set a great intention is by giving us a rating and review in Apple Podcasts. You could be one of our last reviews from 2023. What an honor to wrap up the year. Five stars and a love note, something you learned from this year through Datable, through your own life, through us or something that you want other people to hear. You're also teachers yourself. So tell us anything, write us anything. We love to hear it all. But those reviews also help us to set the right tone for the new year so we can give you even better content and even better guests. Okay, we're going to wrap up the year. Oh. Oh. Goodbye, 2023. You were something. You were something. <laughs> we'll, we'll forever remember you, 2023. Life changing. <laughs> but also, you were exactly the plot twist that I had hoped for. So thank you. Yeah. All right. We're going to wrap up this year and wrap up this episode. Stay, Stay dateable. dateable. The Dateable Podcast is part of the Frolic Media Network. Find more podcasts you'll love at Frolic media slash podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at datablepodcast and visit datablepodcast.com for access to all the episodes and our premium programs. Also make sure to subscribe today if you haven't already on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform. So you are the first to get all the latest episodes. And most importantly, stay datable.